Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street The leaves and to the corpus bale Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quite a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on. All right. Well, welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. We call it home Sunday morning, 79, live Sunday morning, 79, right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network or 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets here early, gets the gate open, fires up the old pot belly stove, pours some water over the Coffee grinds that have been in there for a week, but <laughs> coffee's coffee. Uh, Beefsteak is not in the house. He's uh, he's still fighting off swine flu. Um, my name is TJ Graney, and that is Cody Ryan. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, so uh, Beefsteak has been out again with like the the flu and uh I yeah was, he was not doing good last week yeah he you were out we uh he, he fumbled told me. through it was like beefsteak without a whole lot to say so it really wasn't him uh you know if he's not talking a whole lot it's he just wasn't himself well, at all it's a uh it's a struggle because he had the same type of thing several months ago maybe it was six months ago i can't remember hey, he went to the coast right he went to the coast but there's some weird stuff going on at the coast too what he uh, illnesses. I, I remember when he was the last time he had this and it's like a uh, bronchial thing and it and like the week before he was cutting up a bunch of hogs they killed oh yes Remember, and we were saying, man, you breathed in some like hog dirt, swine or flu, swine flu, or something, dude. You gotta like go to South America and get a shot or something. Uh, Why would he go to South America for that? I don't know. This is what came in my head. You <laughs> say sometimes what is in your head. Uh, I, I, well, I'm back. Two weeks. I've no, been on the show were, in two weeks. No, you were here the week before last, right? 
No. Uh, I called in, I think. You were gone. You came back. You were gone. I've been gone two weeks. I think I called in two weeks ago and said, hey, uh, what's up? Yeah, I'm going to need you to fill out this paperwork, too. Uh, Unemployment status. uh, (laughs) We took you off payroll, by the way. Ah, jeez. Well, you should have told me that before I cashed that check. Now i got to deal with that. Uh, Did it go through? Apparently, yeah. I just don't know where your part of it went. (laughs) Oh, Uh, you know, that whole partnership thing. Yeah. Yeah. Fitty, fitty. No, really. I don't know where you're part of it. Uh, so, um, I had a cup yesterday, a Yeti that I've been drinking out of for all day yesterday because I was working outside and yeah. So Mrs. Granny was keeping ice to keep from having to come outside and help me. She just makes sure I get ice and water and (laughs) she put a big chunk of lemon in there and she's smart. And so this morning I went to my normal routine is to leave the house on the way here, go through McDonald's, get a large coffee, pour it into my Yeti and then bring my Yeti up here because it won't stay cold. It won't stay hot. If I don't, so when I got here, I threw the water out and I poured my coffee in there and I looked at the, looked in my cup and I thought, that, it tastes funny. And I looked in there and there's a half a lemon in the bottom of my Gross. cup that didn't come out when I flinged out the water. So now I have lemon coffee. <laughs> That's disgusting. No, it's well, I guess really they put quite it in refreshing. Tea. Yes, they put it's it in quite tea. refreshing. Right. Uh, hey, we do. We put lemon in all our drinks. A spot of tea, but... In South Austin. <laughs> but lemon coffee? Yeah, I don't know. Did you dig the lemon out of there at least? No, it's just floating in you're there. What the heck? You're so weird. Gosh, you're weird. <sighs> so, anyway, drink the hot coffee now because it's going to be hot today again. Yeah. That's why I don't drink coffee So it, during I, the summers. I'll drink it at winter I during have the to, winter. Well, Yeah. But I won't drink coffee twenty four seven, baby. No, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out why I spent the last three weeks in and out of the mountains where it was forty or fifty degrees. Yeah, I was last week. I was hanging out and next to a stream in Sundance, Utah, in the mountains, drinking hot coffee with my feet up eating bacon mm-hmm. and thinking, you know, and it was 65. Oh, it, 65 would have been hot. I mean, <laughs> give me a sweater, dude. I hung out in a hot tub, dude. Yeah. Just me and Mrs. Graney, the hot tub in the mountains, steam coming out of it in the middle okay. of the night with the right, stars above. But there's enough of that it's story. Awesome, dude. Um, but, the funny part is, the ironic part is, yes, it's hot right now, but one while you were gone, we had a cold front come through, and... It I was mean, down to 95? It was down to 90 as a high, 92. Well, when we were doing hunt camp this year, we had that yeah. week of, like, it never got up to 100, it, like, it was 95. Oh, maybe stuff. that was strange. I don't know. I can't remember. But it was good. I'm glad to be back. Thank you for watching over everything. Yeah. Um, 105, 100, 120 heat index yesterday. Really? Yeah. And I was out in it all day framing. That was terrible. 
No, it was really I really awesome. I was like, man, I'm gonna I should really go over there and help him. But then I just thought, no, he's <laughs> he needs to if he's he dumb enough to, do to be that out on, his in own. It on a Saturday at two o'clock in the afternoon, well that's well if it what wasn't if it wasn't under all those oak trees. Yeah. You were in the then, shade working. Yeah, it was fine. It was and, fine. I sweated, but and you started out in it. You That's didn't right. Just yeah. Go out at yeah. Noon. You don't stop in the middle of the day and go in and cool down because then you just might. Well, as well, you can, but you don't start at noon. You know, you don't. You I don't stay inside and then decide to go eight, out and work from eight to eight outside yesterday, framing a porch. Yes. And uh, it's eight by twenty-four. And the only thing I lack on completing it is two pieces of metal on one end. Ah, you didn't measure? No, I. And you know how you kind of lap sometimes, and yeah. sometimes you lap more and less, and it's just kind of it's almost a guess at the end. But came out good. Or measurement. You just came out good. The glamper will be for up on TexasGlamping.com soon. You can rent it, and oh my gosh, we'll be cashing in. Ching ching. You hope so. Yeah, man. I, so, in the last two weeks, I have been in New Mexico. I was in uh, Wyoming, yep. Idaho, Yellowstone Park, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And it was in Salt Lake City, Utah. So, your mountain trip. We haven't talked about it. The adventure. It was a God-given directive. Yes. So we're trying, so your little brother and I, John Michael, are trying to climb the 12 tallest peaks in the U.S. Yep. We've got six of them out of the way. One of the, the seventh one that we thought was the seventh one is Gannett Peak in Wyoming. Tallest peak in Wyoming, 13, 13 and a half thousand feet. Y'all been there before. We were there two years ago and got turned around at the base of the, there's a glacier you have to go across to get to the point, to the top, right. to the peak. We turned around at the glacier because we couldn't get across it. Um, this year, we were all ready to go. I run every day just because I know I'm going to climb a mountain. It helps me go, do it. Mm-hmm. Um and we got, we got 12, it's 24 miles in one way. We got 12 in 12 miles. We're making the best time we've ever made doing a mile and a half an hour hiking. It's With 35 almost, pounds on your back. No, it was right at, right under 50 pounds. Wow. After I put everything on there. That's was, a giant heavy load. It was miserable. Yeah. Um, but it, what we do, so we're learning and by golly way too much weight i'm learning a whole lot real quick (laughs) (laughs) well no on this particular one you got to have an ice axe you got to have crampons or the cleats you know the metal spikes for your shoes there's stuff you have to have you can't not go up there without that stuff you got to have a rope you'd like time to a drone fly them up there and drop them well they got guys up there that'll bring them up for you on pack (laughs) horses yeah but that defeats the purpose gotcha anyway so we hiked up the first day 
first of all, our baggage, my baggage got lost. Yeah. And I had to stay overnight in Salt Lake City till it came in. So <laughs> that was like, if I don't have my backpack and all my gear, right? I, I, what do I do? I can't go up. So right. we just went and got a hotel when we were supposed to be all the way at the mountain by that day, but we waiting, waiting. Yeah. And so, uh, got the stuff, got to the mountain late the next day. It's a five hour drive from the airport. Um, got halfway to where we were going kicking, butt, doing time. And, uh, we just, uh, we just made a decision that this year we were not going to go to the top. And I, struggle with it even talking about it right now i struggle with having made the decision because the snow was good the way to get there should have been good the weather was good um but god just spoke about doing something different y'all weren't necessarily having fun no i i think part of it was kind of a struggle with it wasn't we didn't have that go get them attitude that we've had in the past yeah. I don't know what it was. I'm still, and of course, there's a whole bunch more to it. Right. But anyway, so we decided we we're going to come off. We camped where we camped, and your brother took the picture for the cover of my book, Year 13, and we retook that picture and that's cool. had food. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And uh, when we came off the mountain the last time, it was raining, snowing, dark out, and lightning, and we ran 26 miles down. Well, this, we hiked down 12 miles from where we camped that night uh, a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, and um, and just rethinking through, you know, hey, we were running through here at night. I lost two toenails. Uh, yeah. It was it was good. There was a lot of good stuff about it, and we, we just kind of asked God, what do you want us to do now? Right. We got a week up here, and he said, I want you to just – spend some time together and go explore. So we went to Jackson hole. We went to see the grand Tetons. We went to, and we just kind of drifted around in their story after story, after story of, um, finding a place to stay, meeting people. I met the guy, I met a guy in Yellowstone park who was eating dinner by himself, an older fella. And just went over, sat and started talking to him, had, had a cup of coffee with him. And, uh, his dad, handled all three his dad was a celebrity attorney and handled all three of elizabeth taylor's divorces <laughs> How and, random. and he did so and he was an attorney an environmental attorney for the national parks huh. and handled a bunch of different cases like uh liability if a if a bear eats somebody in a right. national park right. who's responsible right and he handled a bunch of the cases. bear a bunch of suit, uh, suits like that. It was really, really, really cool. And uh, I told him about KOZ and Year 13, the book, and all that stuff. And he goes, man, I don't understand any of that stuff. He said, I grew up uh, on the bay outside of L.A. on a 43-foot yacht with servants. Right. I don't understand this fatherless culture that you're talking about. He was, it was really interesting. Wow. So anyway, um, so man, I'm telling you, if you, if you don't go to the mountains or if you don't sneak away with your kids, you can go to, the, you can be in the mountains. It's over. In it's a day. T- well, school starts tomorrow. So you're out oh, of time. Does? Make it a weekend. 
Make it a weekend trip. Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone. The Bummer. Forest for Wood Cup. Forest Wood Cup. There's nothing wrong with school. Be cool. Stay in school. Uh, Forest Wood <laughs> Cup is going on. Final Should've day. told me that 50 years ago. Fifth, uh, final day going on today. Happening right now. We'll talk a little bit about that on the flip side. You get it only one place plus your outdoor news of the weird. All your favorite segments coming up. It is the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. It's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse. Uh, catch us 24-7-365 at com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in a bunkhouse, number one outdoor show on radio. Hey, the hottest new restaurant, The Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Man, I love this place. They have a really cool selection of oysters with Dollar Gulf Oysters special served starting Mondays at 5 o'clock. They got a pet-friendly patio. Sometimes they have live music out there. They have a um, a uh, on Sundays. They have a great. Um, oh gosh, what am I trying to say? A uh, brunch brunch on Sundays. That is to to, 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 to die for. Um, go see our buddies over there. They got fresh made breads, uh, Rick Wahlberg and Jim Snyder, the guys running the shop over there and, um, doing a kick butt job. The shore raw barn grill there on 71 West at covered bridge, just West of the Y in Oak Hill, the shore raw barn grill. You can go to shoreatx.com for details. Shore raw barn grill. Go get you some. Forcewood Cup going on right now. Come on. And uh, somebody will take home $300,000 today. Happening on Lake Hamilton. Uh, not quite as hot as uh, some other places it's been in August. It's not quite the Red River, uh, just 150 degrees. I mean, it's actually been pretty nice for those guys. Mostly cloudy the last couple days. Of course, practice was sunny. But they roll in for the tournament, and it is, uh, it is, uh, forced wood. It is cloudy slugfest. So uh, it's not quite a slugfest. It's August. It's hot. It's summertime. The fishing is uh, ten pounds, nine pounds, twelve pounds. Um, I thought they were. Uh, I thought they were um, doing all those. In the fall, has it all? It is the fall. Well, now it's August, but this is when the the cup has happened. It's it's the it's last several a, years. Okay, it's, it's just been hot. But uh, Kyle Walters, a name you probably hadn't heard of, uh, f- f- leading the tournament right now. If you were to look at stats right now, but Brian Thrift took the lead with uh, about a two pound lead going into the final day. Brian Thrift, a name that. Uh, synops one of the greatest anglers of all time hold, has broken every record uh, most limits caught in a row he had like 62 days of tournament fishing where he had a limit he brought to the scales every single day not one day missed or some some crazy records like that uh he, he's won a, a ton play of with money the big boys you got 
Brian do Thrift, crazy stuff br- like that. Brian Thrift, uh, $2.7 million in earnings. One of the greatest anglers to ever hit the water. Was leading going into the final day, followed by Kyle Walters, a name that uh, he's relatively new to the scene out of Florida. Um, it's funny, though, because I, I was watching some FLW Live yesterday during the Forest Wood Cub, the big, you know, the big tournament. This Kyle Walters guy, I, I guess I hadn't spent any time with him. I don't know him. I hadn't met him, uh, hadn't seen him, but he caught a fish and and he uh, was holding it. And I thought, oh, that's not a keeper. Why is he even measuring it? It looks tiny. Well, I didn't realize he is like six seven or something. He's a man, he's a giant guy. So of course that fish looks small. So uh it was it was funny. It ended up being a keeper. He threw it in the life wheel. I thought, holy cow, that is the perception. A guy that's almost seven foot tall. Oh my gosh. Uh anyway, uh Brian Thrift. His knees must just be crammed up underneath that. Driving the boat? Yeah. Now they got adjustable seats and pedals and all that oh stuff my now. God. Uh Brian Thrift, a name that is has won just about everything, set every record, but yet to have won a Forest Wood Cup. And he's leading going into the final day. He has time after time. He, he has numerous top tens in the Forest Wood Cup. Numerous, like several top tens in the Forest Wood Cup. Never won one. That's the only thing lacking on his resume. Uh, fishing FLW, so um, it it'll be interesting. It'll push him over three million dollars in earnings. You could live off of that. I mean, he's got three hundred thousand in earnings so far, and uh, that would push him over the mark. Uh, other names: Jeremy Lawyer in the top ten, Scott Martin in the top ten, uh, just to name a few, and a and a bunch of bunch of up and comers. I like to like to see or say uh coming up through the ranks there at flw so top 10 today catch it all live flwfishing.com Bassmasters, uh the high school championships took place this past week briarwood wins back-to-back high school championships uh, the same team. Those kids are a couple to look out for, apparently. That's the kind of high school you want to go to right there, I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. Briarwood. Check it out. Briarwood Christian. Uh, so Come on. Keep, uh, keep Jesus, an eye out for those kids. Jesus loves a fisherman. That's right. Uh, keep an eye out for those kids. Bassmaster Elite Series. Those guys are heading up north this week. We'll start uh, the back up with the Bassmaster Elite Series. Uh, their their season's not over yet. They've so, still got a couple tournaments left on the Elite Series, and they're doing their Northern Swing right now, which is brilliant, being that it's 110 down here south today. The last time the Bassmaster Elite Series visited St. Lawrence River in 2018, a record 36,000 fans showed up to cheer on their favorite Elite Series pros. Yeah, it's a great turnout. A in great, August. A great place. Uh, St. Lawrence River, you'll see some giant smallmouth bass. Well, there's more fish fishing talk coming up. And uh, also, McBride's guns. With the way society's pounding on our right stone guns, even right here in Austin, holy cow, we have got to support our local gun shops. Ours is McBride's guns. They're in, in 
uh, Austin family owned and operated local full service firearm dealer. Looking for your personal carry or referral class for your personal carry? One place, McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years. Support our friends at McBride's Guns. They're at 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 512-472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. Coming up next, news of the weird. You don't want to miss it. The number one outdoor radio show in Texas. It's The Outdoor Zone. Check us 24-7, 365 at TheOutdoorZone.com. Hey, I'm Randall Tharp, and I fish FLW. You're listening to The Outdoor Zone. Fish on. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor show on radio, brought to you live from the bunkhouse, Sunday 7 to 9 a.m. at the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, or 24-7-365, theoutdoorzone.com. It's that blissful time of year again. Time for the Honda Summer Spectacular Event, where well-qualified buyers will have 1.9% APR on the 2019 Honda Pilot. At Kelly Blue Books, KBB.com, Best Buy. Hurry into your local Honda dealer. Shop your Central Texas Honda dealers today or online at CentralTexasHondaDealers.com. See dealer for financing details. For more information, visit Kelly Blue Books, KBB.com, Kelly Blue Book. The registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company Incorporated. Now it's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. All right, well, a couple of weird outdoor news or just weird things that just fit right here in our little, uh, just right here in our little conversational topical arena. A tale of a unique escape by a pair of zebras in New Bronzeville on Wednesday ended sadly when authorities on Thursday confirmed that both animals had died shortly after their capture. The zebras had been loose for some time before drivers and residents in New Braunfels called 911 Wednesday evening to report seeing one of the zebras trotting around. It was around 4.45 when the runaway was reported to the New Braunfels Animal Control and Police. The zebra had been a pair sold to their owner less than 24 hours before their escape from his property off of Texas 46. At some point during the day, both zebras escaped from the pens and swam across the Guadalupe River. (laughs) One stayed behind near the property while the other sent officials on a chase and shot to fame on the Internet. So this one was running around. He was running around near I-35 and just going nuts, and they ended up catching him. Can you imagine seeing that? That'd be You're just driving down the interstate, and you're like, or or the your kid in the back, you know, <laughs> that, Daddy, a zebra, a zebra on the side of the road. Okay, honey, keep you know you didn't see it and keep driving. Well, and it was messing up traffic, and uh, 
And yeah, who what who thinks about a zebra? What what was it a couple of weeks ago? There was a kangaroo or something that was out loose. That out. makes sense. So you know, but I how I can did, see putting a kangaroo in your. How backyard. did they they would they leave the gate open? I don't know. Zebras are one of the most wild. Uh, they are very in their native territory especially they're very destructive very hard to hunt very wild uh one of the hardest african animals to actually harvest from friends of mine that have hunted them time and time again and they are very difficult very wild and uh yeah crashing through a little you got a little weak spot in your in your fence i see zero issue with the zebra well crashing so through fence. my deal is Probably the reason they're not more prominent as you would think they would be, you know, with the exotic animals we have around Texas. You don't see a whole lot of zebras. They're well, very destructive. My, th- I had two thoughts. One is, who was the guy, and we know some animal dealers out there, when, who was the guy that said, okay, I'll bring them over, drop them off? I mean, was it just one of those... He didn't really yeah, counsel hundreds, the guy. Who, thousands of those and guys then, out there. And then, uh, interestingly enough, this week, one of the other things I got to do after I got back from the mountains was I went and spent some time with a deer breeder, a local buddy of ours that's yeah. a deer breeder, and we darted some deer. Y'all were moving some deer around. Knocked and- them out, moved them. Yeah. Gave, you know, doctored them up a little bit and then gave them, you know, the come back to life shot and they were fine. These are $8,000 deer. Giant. Giant. Giant giant deer. And um, I was wondering. More than 8,000 if you're hunting them. I can. Oh, yeah. 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 They're they're in the $15,000 range. Easy. They're two over 270, 300. Yeah. Anyway, they. I was wondering about if this guy, if these were, they probably weren't darted. Maybe when they got them, but they probably what, loaded them on. Them? The, yeah. Uh, there are several ways to do it. It depends on how his setup was. Yeah. Whether they ran them into a pin. But anyway, I was yeah. just thinking about that whole thing, the heat of the day. Oh, that's the word. You know, if you're transporting animals, it, in the heat of the day, that's just... Well, and if the cops are chasing them, and they're just running, 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 it's like it's like the old, uh, that I heard about, like the old westerns. You see in the movies that these old cowboys in the movies are running those horses, you know, they're galloping for, Days. we gotta go catch him over, you know, he's yeah. two counties over by now. <laughs> You know, and they're running their horses. They didn't, that wasn't reality. You couldn't run a horse. You know, some people, uh, criminals getting away or something may have uh, for extended periods and then their horse fall over and die and they steal another horse. It's more like the the movie True Grit, the remake. Yeah. Where he's running at the end of the movie. He's running with the girl who, you know, she's sick and he's bit by the snake and he runs that horse until that horse dies. Yeah. And... Uh, and I know that. Uh, anyway, we but, we get but off. I was it. saying, but I was saying That's that tough, they're, they're not. Yes, they can. You know, horses or zebras are a lot like a horse, uh, <laughs> just colored different. Uh, White stripes. Yeah, and so the cops chasing them around, right? 
probably didn't help anything. I mean, I I know they had to. Yeah, because you I had mean, to. you get him you running get up. Him. He was near the interstate. Yeah, you couldn't get him up on IH thirty five. But I'm just saying, it <laughs> that'd be a weird call to your insurance company. Yeah, we've Ran seen over it. A what zebra. is that commercial? Well, we've seen it. Yeah. Uh, another, We've seen a thing. Another thing going on was uh, here in Austin, City Park Rangers say if you decide to jump from a bridge at Zilker Park, you could harm yourself or others. We're really here to protect the environment, said Leon Ishcom, Ishcomer, uh, Austin Park Ranger. We're here to protect the park visitors. So apparently there's a lot of people that uh, over Barton Springs, the little bridges over by Barton Springs and stuff. Yeah. People jump off those into the water. Well, I see that happening. Yeah. No doubt. But they're worried that somebody's going to jump off and splatter on, like, somebody in a little paddle boat going by or a kayak. Oh, yeah. And, uh, or that they're maybe, you know, they jump from the, the wrong spot and there's some rocks or something there and they get yeah. hurt really bad. But apparently there's a bunch of people that are jumping off the bridges into the water. It gets hot out <laughs> and they just whoosh. Yeah, I, I mean, I've thought that a hundred times. But what what makes this come up now? You know, are there a bunch of people dying? No, I don't think so. You know what's really weird though? What's really weird is look off the side of the bridges down into Town Lake. Yeah, and there are dozens of scooters. Oh yeah. Yeah, They're just people just hey, maybe chunk that's scooters. Why, maybe that's why dogs are dying in Town Lake. Dogs you hear about di- that? No. Oh, yeah. There's some bacteria. Well, they're claiming it's some bacteria. Uh, just within the last couple of weeks, they're saying, don't let your dogs swim in Town Lake. Uh, they're dying. Dogs are dying from... I, I hadn't read up on the details. I, S- scooter bacteria? Yeah, it's battery acid. Uh, I'm... Okay, you're on to something. <laughs> I rode my if first scooter. Scooters, I know you did, and I did not Salt want Lake you to bring City. that up. No, it was it was cool. It was cool. I'm like so was so like but when I When you were done with it, did you just grab it and throw it in the bushes on some random? I piece ran of that property? sucker off into the lake in Salt Lake City. No, no I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh no, you just park it, turn it off. And uh but it's super it was super simple and it was, I can see how it, so the whole point in those scooter things is to keep cars from downtown. Yeah, that's not working. Well, it it's obviously working some. No, but, it's just taking the people that are walking, not walking anymore. Dude, you go down there. I challenge you. I'll let you use the app off of my phone. We'll go down there. I'll use your card. We'll, we'll go down there and we'll get a couple of scooters and you'll like go okay that was pretty dang cool no i get it i mean it would be cool they're fast you go in i was like (laughs) popping wheelies doing 360s and stuff yeah doing jumps (laughs) okay napoleon napoleon dynamite anyway so Yes, watch out for zebras and kangaroos around here. They're loose running all over the place. And old men riding scooters. (laughs) Sun Automotive, everyone at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. It can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. We use their friends at Sun Auto Service. Family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. 
They make all of their technicians become ASE certified when it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, and transmission services. Sun Auto is the place we trust. 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and 1206 Ranch Road 620. Check out all the deals and specials on their Facebook page or at sunautoservice.com. All right, coming up next, Game Warden Field Notes. You don't want to miss it. Only one place, live in a bunkhouse, Sunday morning 79 or 24-7-365, theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. This guy's here in the bunkhouse, the Outdoor Zone. We're always shopping for Mother Nature's grocery store. Fresh and delicious meats of every flavor. Venison, pork, fowl, and even delicious bass post your shopping pictures on our facebook page the outdoor zone now maxwell bigger savings more inventory and thousands of new ram trucks now maxwell supercenter and they have deep discounts on everything in their inventory, like the 2019 Motor Trend Truck of the Year, the 2019 Ram 1500. Better performance, more efficiency, new technology, and 100 safety features. And if you like to travel and spend the day at the lake, this truck is perfect for you. It can tow more than 12,500 pounds and has a ton of storage space. And if that's not enough, you still have Nile Maxwell's personal promise that same promise he's been making for over 30 years to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring them the signed buyer's order and they'll beat it. Super center size selection and savings at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas. Nile Maxwell Super Center, 620 and 183 in Austin or visit them online at com. Now it's time for this week's Game Board Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. So sometimes I dig around and find stuff going on in the national parks. Uh, Here's one from... Alaska park officials have released the name of a diver who died yesterday in the waters off the outer coast of Glacier Bay National Park and Preserve. The deceased is Umiko Hoshiyama, 27, from Santa Cruz, California. Mr. Hoshiyama was conducting research in a dive operation of off the U.S. Geological Survey vessel Geyer when he was found on the surface unresponsive. His co-workers began CPR but were unsuccessful in resuscitating him. The incident occurred in Torch Bay, north of Cape Spencer, where Mr. Hoshiyama was involved in a project to resurvey underwater plots at depths, depths less than 30 feet. The body was transported to Juneau 
and released to the state medical examiner to figure out the official cause of death. Um, the USGS and National Park Service, along with U.S. Coast Guard, are conducting a series of accident investigation to determine what really happened to him. Mr. Hoshiyama was a postdoctoral research searcher at University of California, Santa Cruz, specializing in the resilience of marine organisms to global climate change. It's freezing. Cold water may be the deal, don't you think? Well, I don't know. And it was only 30 feet deep. It's not like he... Yeah, but it's glaciers, dude. He's in Alaska Alaska with glacier water. That's... Barely above freezing. I bet you that water is. Ugh. It'd be miserable to dive in in the first place. Well, it has something to do with global climate change. Well, no. They were researching if the glacier is melting. That's what they were testing. The melting of the glacier. Which, we had some friends up there, uh, actually, at that same glacier, I believe, taking a peek at it just recently. Some friends of ours. I saw glaciers in the last over the last two weeks. We have them all in the Tetons and where yeah. I was hiking. Um, it's, so one of the things that I do, and so this was a national park, and I was thinking about national parks. And every year I buy a pass, it's like a credit card thing for seventy dollars, as a pass to the national parks. Oh, yeah. And it's one way I support the national parks. Now, I got to use it. You get it for like four bucks now? Oh, Because you're Uh, No. They get it to you for Not free yet. now? Because <laughs> you don't think you'll one ever your, use it. <laughs> one of your benefits. You all uh, over there. Uh, so, but I got to use mine. This this year, I got to use it more than once. Um, So that was cool. But I, it's one way I support the national parks. I just, it's. I'd buy the card. And uh, do they have a thing where fifth graders can enter the national park free? I think it's fifth graders. Just one particular grade? Yep. I know. It's kind of weak. That's kind of weird. But I do know that they have some great programs set up in the national parks. Uh, Watched a documentary not long ago, that one where the family gets in an RV and travels for two years and lives in an RV for two years. Yeah, that was good, right? And they had the young family and the uh-huh. the son, the young son, he was like three years old, and they did the ranger program. At every, they'd go to the, each national park yeah. and do the ranger program, and so when he finished it, he got the little patch. Yeah, and they he had uh, his patches, and they had all these patches for each of the national parks to do the. And it's just a basically a booklet, I think, you know, of something that you fill out and you see and. But he learn. learned a lot of stuff. Holy cow! He learned a lot of and stuff, and it was really cool, and it, and probably made a huge impression on him. I mean, I could tell just in the documentary how you know excited he was about it and proud he was about it. Well, and that, and that he knew stuff about the national right. parks and the animals. Yeah, big time. Big time. At so, like three years old. Yeah. So that's a cool program. Well, the national parks, even our state parks, we have. there's a lot of programs, a lot of stuff that happens. If you never if you never go online to the state parks, you know, what's happening in our state parks, you miss out on a bunch of stuff that's going on. There is a bunch of cool stuff like that. I did notice, too, um, that there are jobs 
and business opportunities. And here's one I thought would interest you. So the National Park Service announced this week the release of the Food and Beverage Retail and Event Services Perspective at the Statue of Liberty National Monument and Ellis Island National Museum of Immigration. It's a 10-year concession contract. So you get to handle the food and the souvenirs at the Statue of Liberty and the Ellis Island. And I've been there. Both of them are huge tourist spots. Yeah. And so, and and I was thinking, man, if you were had, if you could win that concession and run those operations down there, holy cow! I first thing I would do is I'd bring in a bunch of Make America Great Again red caps. <laughs> oh my! God. I'd just have stacks of them. People would buy them like crazy, <laughs> you know. But everybody's so afraid of them, you know. But I there was I I, I was I was thinking like, thinking what like, would I bring in? I'm thinking like red, white, and blue snow cones. You know, dude, I'm telling you. That'd be money. We ought to uh, we ought to put in for this. You could move <laughs> up there, live on Ellis Island. No, thank you. No, it's New York City. It's cold. Dude. New York, New. York. I'm good right here. Sixth generation Texan or my fifth generation Texan? I, can't. I think your daughter is six. Yeah, she's sixth generation Texan, and you have to be like, you have to be like uh, sixth generation to get all the recognition don't you i think it's fifth or sixth the daughters of oh texas or yeah whatever that is. yeah so your daughter will be a yeah. daughter she'll like you'll you'll own she'll own part of the alamo yeah basically pretty much yeah Hey, one of the fastest growing sports in the country is archery. And whether you're an avid bow hunter chasing elk, whitetail, bear, or game around the world, Archery Country is the place to get all your gear. The staff and owners at Archery Country are not part time shooters, they're avid bow hunters, 3D shooters, and hunt. 3D shooters that hunt and compete. Find all the gear, targets, arrows, and accessories you need on site and available for professional installation every day. Uh, Archery Country's at 8121 Research Boulevard. They're closed Sunday and Monday, but you can get all the information, find out what they got, and go see our buddies at Austin Archery Country. Go online at austinarcherycountry.com, austinarcherycountry.com. Coming up next, uh, we've got a live report coming from the coast. We'll get an update what's going on down there, plus your Peter report, your Armed Citizens report, all that and more. Another hour of the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. Live right here in the bunkhouse. Catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I should be sleeping.